sifter.com.au. Hi, I'm Kyle Paletto. And I'm Fiona Bartholomew. Welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in video games. This week, bad luck for the turbo buttons as Xbox cracks down on unlicensed controllers, Ish developers show their support for civilians in Gaza, and BlizzCon returns with new stuff for Warcraft, Overwatch, and Diablo 4. Here's the news for Sunday, 5th of November. Let's go. Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash Discord. BlizzCon, Blizzard Entertainment's regular convention in Anaheim, California, returned after a four-year break and brought with it a stack of gaming news. Head underground in the next World of Warcraft expansion, The War Within, a secret underground realm that was there all along. This expansion looks to be focusing on the Dwarven and Earthen lore, and with some creepy spider Nerubian stories thrown into the mix. They also announced two other expansions as part of what they're calling the World Soul Saga, Midnight and The Last Titan, which is pretty surprising, seeing as they're normally pretty hush-hush about what comes next. Speaking of Warcraft, mobile game Warcraft Rumble officially launches worldwide today. The auto-battler has you placing little miniatures on a board and letting them fight it out. It's a little bit like a tower defense game, a bit mobile-like as well, but you can pick it up for free now on Android and iPhone. The first full expansion for Diablo 4 has a name. It's called Vessel of Hatred and it launches in late 2024. This time you get to visit nice colorful jungles rather than the grim dark gray and black of the original game and will also feature a brand new playable class on launch. Overwatch 2 will get a new tank character called Morga the Samoan Hero who has dual chain guns and can hand out infinite ammo to teammates. There is also a new Japanese-themed map called Hanaoka, which is inspired by Hanamura from the original game. Speaking of Overwatch 2, eSports reporter Jacob Wolf is reporting that franchise holders of the Overwatch League will be voting on its future soon, with the eSports company ESL likely to take over the new format competition. There'll be more to come from all of these Blizzard games, so to stay up to date, make sure you keep it locked to Walkthrough. Some game-changing news for younger siblings everywhere, Microsoft has announced a clampdown on unauthorized third-party accessories for Xbox consoles. Players using unlicensed USB-connected devices have already been hit with an error message indicating these accessories will be blocked after November 17th. What is likely is some of those third-party adapters that let Xbox console players use a keyboard and mouse that pretends to be a controller could be facing the axe. After players complained, it definitely gave an unfair advantage, especially against other controller players. Smaller third-party manufacturers, particularly those producing wireless controllers, seem to be the target of the new measures, while the officially licensed third-party products, like those by Scuff and Turtle Beach, will continue to work as usual. While Microsoft claims this new policy is to ensure performance, security, and safety, it has sparked concerns among users who rely on third-party devices, especially those using third-party controllers for accessibility. You don't get more retro than Atari, and this week they're leaning even further in with the purchase of the studio Digital Eclipse for $20 million US dollars. Digital Eclipse's work has included a lot of arcade ports to console and PC, including the recent Mega Man Legacy Collection and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Cowabunga Collection. But they also created the acclaimed game documentaries Atari 50, The Anniversary Collection, and The Making of Karateka. Atari have also purchased the retro community and marketplace Atari Age and developer Night Dive Studios. 
The company is really committing to its retro-focused work with the announcement of the Atari 2600 Plus, which sets you back about 190 Australian dollars. It contains 10 games in one cartridge, the classic joystick, and features an HDMI output to current TVs. Sounds like there's a lot on the way for Atari, and it'll be great to see what they do next. Developers on Itch have launched a new collection of games to raise money for medical aid for Palestinian civilians in the Games for Gaza bundle. So far, the fundraising effort has been a big success, quickly surpassing its initial goal of $10,000, like really surpassed it. At time of writing, it's sitting at a massive $280,000. This bundle was organized by Esther Wallace of Oak Grove Games, but the community of developers have a good history of donating their games for good causes. The charitable bundle offers a collection of around 256 indie games, TTRPGs, soundtracks, and interactive novels for just $10 and will be available until the 9th. If you need some recommendations from the bundle, check out the spellcasting TTRPG, Inventing Incantations, or Beat Saber, Hyper Gunsport, or the multiplayer game Orchids to Dusk. The Souls-like RPG Lies of P has been revealed to be getting a sequel after the huge success of the game. Jiwon Choi, the director of the game, announced that sales hit 1 million copies in October and let it slip that a sequel was already in development. Not many details were revealed other than the fact it would be a full game, but until then there is still plenty of content slated for the first game, including a DLC, an upcoming patch to rebalance some blades and monsters, and full release of the Lies of P soundtrack. If you've clocked Marvel's Spider-Man 2, you might have noticed a couple of familiar names in the credits. Firefly fans in particular were thrilled to see Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk voice characters in the game. But while they got a credit, it didn't say exactly who they were playing, until some people with an ear for voices found our two heroes. Spider-Man! Oh, you're not going to believe it. Or maybe you will. I bet you've seen some things. This guy right here, my man, he saved my life. Right? It's true. You should have been there. When those monsters, when they started showing up everywhere, I saw them cornering him at his bodega. And yeah, I mean, I, I distracted them long enough for him to just get on out of there. And then I got on out of there. <laughs> Nobody at the bodega tried to help me. Not even Kyle. And he's always going on about, I go to the gym. But this guy did. If you want to find these two and check out some of their lines, head to Tio's on the northern side of Little Odessa. In other Marvel news, Insomniac's Spider-Man 2 director, Brian Idaha, confirmed that the upcoming Wolverine game, also made by the studio, would be in the same universe as the Spider-Man games. Idaha said they made a decision not to put any extra Easter eggs, though, in this game to let the team have time to cook. And Bungie joins the long list of studios who have sacked their developers, with around 100 or so, or approximately 8% of the studio, now without jobs. It includes Michael Salvatore, a composer who had been with the company since before Halo, and Lorraine Lees, who designed the original Halo logos, and many other senior devs. In a letter posted to the Bungie site, signed by the Destiny 2 dev team, the studio acknowledged they'd lost a lot of the players' trust and noted the feedback and concern from players. Whether the game can recover from this point remains to be seen, but we'll follow what this Sony-owned studio does next. That's it for the big headlines. Here's what's coming out over the next week. Get your sports nerd on this week with Football Manager 2024. Chart your team's rise with enhanced tactics and immersive gameplay. And if you played last year's edition, you can even transfer your progress to keep the winning streak going. That's coming to PC, 
Switch, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series S and X on the 6th. The Invincible is a return to the walking simulators of the early to mid-2000s, with a stylish sci-fi mystery set on a forbidden planet. Based on the novel by Stannis Baflem, it's out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC on the 6th as well. Step back into the shoes of Kazuma Kiru in Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Sneak through the shadows of Asaka and Yokohama in a story set between the events of Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Pick it up on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on the 9th. Cruzanier is a dungeon-crawling restaurant management game where you fight through areas collecting ingredients for your next dish. It's got a cute art style for those Anthro fans out there. You know who you are. It's on the menu for PC players from the 10th. And also out on the 10th is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Not to be mistaken for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 from 2011, though. Expect the same intense multiplayer with remastered maps, new weapons, and kids yelling profanities into your headset. It does look good, though, and I'm keen to get stuck in when it comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox this Friday. Articles to read, videos to watch, and podcasts to listen to. Sifter.com.au This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Kyle Paletto. And my name is Fiona Bartholomew. If you're looking for something to listen to now you've reached the end of Walkthrough, why not check out our review show, Drop Rate? You are on the latest episode, weren't you, Fiona? That's right. And we get back into the swing of things with Marvel's Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation 5. Hosted by Chris Button and featuring great games journalists, such as R. Fee, sharing their thoughts and feelings on the newest games. Search for Sifter Drop Rate in your podcast player now. Look for the green icon. That's Sifter and Drop Rate. Sifter is produced by myself, Carl Paletto, Adam Christou, Daniel Ang, and Chris Button. Mitch Lowe is senior producer who edited this episode, and Gianni Di Giovanni is the walkthrough script editor and Sifter's executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune, and Audio Technica Australia for their support of Sifter's podcasts. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. Chris Button here from Drop Rate, Sifter's video game review podcast. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is finally here, continuing the ambitious reimagining of a beloved classic. It's very, very funny. I guess like that's that's part of the silliness, you know. Like you have this these really big world-ending stakes. You know, Sephiroth is a really terrifying villain. You know, the world's ending, and I think to have a game that is still fun and pleasant to play, I think maybe the tone is kind of. It's important to strike both tones because you need that levity so that it's not constantly depressing, you know? And I think so having the characters have that humour and like having the mini games and having it be a little bit lighter hearted, I think does give you that hope. Does it uphold the legacy of the famous original or burn Midgar to ashes to forge its own path? Find out on Drop Rate, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>